Streaming live. You're listening to AllFlavorsRadio.com. Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Go there, girls. Jim Rohn once said that we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. Now, Many people will deny this fact, but research shows that we are much more affected by our environment and those around us than we would like to believe. The people around you matter. There's an old proverb that reads, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. While these statements aren't entirely true for everyone, and we firmly believe that you can and should outperform everyone around you, it is true to some extent. It is true based on the law of averages and logic, which assumes you surround yourself with intention either the intention to remain the same or the intention to push yourself to another level. If we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with, what if those five people we spend the most time with have no ambition? What if they are dragging us down? How can we get around this statistic? Find a coach or mentor. Find many coaches and many mentors. See, this also applies to the people you spend time with in learning. If you listen to audio tapes or read books from great teachers on a daily basis, you are effectively spending time with them and they are influencing your life as well. Many entrepreneurs aim to be the smartest person in the room at all times. They want to be the most significant. They want to be the most successful, the hardest worker in the room. But if you're always the best in the room, you won't grow. And if you aren't growing, you're dying. You must always surround yourself with those who are better than you in some way. Those who you can learn from in some way. That is how you get better. Just like great competition brings out the best in great athletes, great people bring out the best in you. Surround yourself with winners. Surround yourself with people that have things you want. With people that will force you to raise your own game. With people that will help push you forward. Not because they will give you handouts, but because seeing them live life at a higher level will force you to get there yourself. Not because they will only ever be positive with you, but because they will always be straight with you. Winners don't like hanging around with losers. You have to be on top of your game to play at the top. They say surround yourself with nine losers and you'll soon be the tenth. Getting comfortable is the worst thing you can do if you ever want to achieve anything of significance in life. The comfort zone is great, if you're happy to settle for less than you can be, it's not great if you want to reach your true potential in life. Get around those who are hungry. Get around those who want to leave their mark in this world. Those who want to make a difference in this world. They say misery loves company. Well, so does success. Success loves successful company. There's just less to choose from. And there's nothing better than getting together with a group of winners and winning. If someone has the fitness, health, and body you want, Get around that person or more people like that, and soon their standards will become yours. If someone has the wealth, business, happiness, or life you want, get around those people. Get around the people that are living at a higher level than you. Get around those that have the wealth, home, happiness, relationships, and life you want more of. Get in alignment with success by surrounding yourself with only those living at the highest level. The people in your life will either inspire you or drain you. Choose carefully. The people in your life will either inspire you to be greater than you are or drain the life out of you. Choose carefully. 
Get in chat rooms or communities where others share the same ambitions, but do not expect positive changes in your life if you surround yourself with negative people. If you are only hanging around people who drag you down, those people who can always find a reason why it can't be done, that will also become your reality. You will never see a successful person hanging around a dream killer. If you want success, hang around dream chasers. Find someone that is doing what you want to do, follow them, consume their material, read their books, listen, and learn. The more you learn from these people, the more you will become like these people. Now you might have to cut some negativity out of your life, and it won't be easy. But what do you want from your life? Negativity is a virus. You must get it out of your life. Otherwise, you will be the one that suffers in the end. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like... Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Everyone a pleasant good evening. And yes, we are here on allflavorsradio.com. The sounds there just now were that of Lauren Hill and Do Up Thing, as well as the motivation, speaking about we are the company that we keep. I am Wimbo77. And I am naturally Lily. Good evening, everybody. Yes, how was your day? How has your day been? And um, yeah, we're here on Tuesday the 16th of March. Yeah. It was an absolutely beautiful day today. Although it seemed relatively, um, I don't know if it was long or what, but had lots and lots to do. Lots and lots to do. Lots today. to do. And I know that you're just rushing in as well, aren't you, Lily? Yes, I am. We just, um, I've had a very busy day. <laughs> a lot yes. of up and down, a lot of yes. up and down. I know you was introducing some new new ones into school today, weren't you? Yeah, we've got a new group of students today, so mm. a lot of enrolments and yeah. introductions. It's and so nice like now that everyone is back. Like kind of on the the you know back into society after yeah. this whole time away. Yeah. And how how are, are you finding it as well as obviously getting back into the flow of things with your students as well? Um, I don't know. Um, well, today's the first day, so it'd be it will be exciting to see how things are. Yeah. Um, over the next week or so, but it's nice to see new faces. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's really yeah. Because nice you got a whole new faces. set on, you yeah. have a whole new set. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And yes, we have lots to speak about tonight. It's quite a mixed bag, actually, Lily, because um, there's lots of smoke screens yeah. going on, which I noted um, going doing doing the research, as well as the first question that we're going to be posing to everyone is: Will a relationship ever be fifty fifty? All right, that was an, in accordance with, I think, something that you sent me and Steve Harvey was speaking uh, as regards to that. Was it Steve? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it was Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. So, yeah, it was. But first of what what national day is it today? Um, I think it's Everything You Do Is Right Day. Am I correct? Okay. Yeah, Everything You Do Is Right Day. So, guys, this is a day for you. <laughs> Day for all the guys because everything you this do is, is right. <laughs> I could never do no right. Oh, well, today you can. <laughs> there you go. Everything you do is right. Day oh, national. Yeah. Everything you do is right, and it says there that it's um, no matter what it is. It says yesterday was everything you do is wrong. Really? <laughs> yeah. Every day. Oh yeah. Everything yesterday you did was wrong. Yeah. 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 Right. So the nice thing is that we're doing it on everything you do is right day. Yeah. So if anything goes right today. 
because it can't go wrong. <laughs> That's awesome, right? That's great. It's great. <laughs> so, yeah, so it says you can use a printer and everything will print beautifully. No typos, no duplicate paragraphs, just the right number of copies. All the children will make their um, practices on time. Nice. They'll all pass their exams nice. with flying colours as well as no problems there'll be no problems wouldn't be wonderful if it was a a world where we had no problems and everything we did was right it would be nice but maybe it'd be a bit too perfect but because i think because we live in such an imperfect world yeah to live in perfection yeah you know yeah but if we were living in a perfect world we wouldn't know any difference we wouldn't know any different that is very true isn't it because everything would just be all right. right, all right. <laughs> you know, so that's really, really good. So that's the day today. Everything you do is right day. So mm-hmm. that's that's something a good um, strike to your bow. Is that what they? Is that the saying? I have no clue. Okay, well, your bow to your quiver. I don't bow know. Bow to your quiver. Is it bow to your quiver? Maybe. I, don't know. <laughs> I just like the sound of that one. Yes, and also today in history, what, what's happening in history today? Um. So March the sixteenth, Norbert. Riliu, inventor of a sugar refinery, was born in 1806. Um, he is a Creole New Orleans native who revolutionized Louisiana sugar industry. He um, became the first ever chemical engineer of color. That's amazing. Yeah, which was very good. Mm. Um, he's the son of a plantation owner. Yeah. So I'm assuming that means he's the son of a plantation owner and whatever woman he decided to. Yes. Yeah. And um, so he was a free man of colour, which I'm assuming that's because his father was the slave owner. Maybe he was a decent, well, you can't say anyone that owns people is decent, Mm. but uh, maybe he was one of the nicer ones that allowed for and if he was obviously free mm-hmm. that means that he could come and go as he wished yeah which is another good thing and as well as because of that he was his i think his father was a engineer as well wasn't he a chemical engineer um and that's who he kind of was encouraged by or inspired by yeah, I can't. I can't see here, but it's. It does say that um, he left America and went to France and became an expert in steam engines. Um, and by the age of twenty four, he was teaching his own college courses. That is an absolute achievement, mm-hmm. especially thinking about the time. Um, the it's time weird. that he was living in. Mm. To be a man of colour teaching your own college course, that is brilliant. But France was different. They kind of accepted black folk yeah. and they were free. I think they were free in France to, to come and go as they pleased. That's why one of the, is it, um, I can't remember, one of the people running for president, he had a, a, a slave woman mm. and he took her to France and she saw how they lived mm-hmm. and she wanted freedom for all of her offspring. Mm. Um, he kept her, they never married, obviously, or anything mm. like that. And he had a daughter pre-marriage because his wife passed away. Mm-hmm. But he never married again after that. But him and this woman had this relationship. Yeah. I'll find out a bit more information on that. It, these things just come up, so hence I don't um, look into them. But... I find that interesting, though, the fact that France was a free country for um, people of colour. But yeah, mm. 
they had slaves on plantations. Yeah. But it, I guess it was a different... The states were different to... Or did they? Were they in the Were they in the states though? I don't think there's any. Yeah, because Spanish... Haiti was one of the first countries to buy themselves out of slavery. That's why they're such a poor country. But I don't think they that they were in um, slavery Haiti because they, they fought for their freedom. Exactly. So they had to buy their freedom. They were slaves that were put in Haiti, yeah. and they had to pay for their freedom. That and was they had one to pay side. France. Yeah, because there was there was two sides to Haiti. So there was one side where they couldn't capture. That's right. They fought them off like nobody's business. But I think it was a French colony on the other side. Are you thinking about Dominican Republic? No, and no, it's Haiti. definitely Haiti. Haiti, yeah. I've read that. I've got a book inside. But the point still stands that the French still had slaves. So yes. My, yeah. My, oh, yeah. The fact that they had slaves, but France was a free state, mm. just kind of... Yeah, it confuses me. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense to me, to be fair. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think he's he has achieved greatness. I mean, um, to be able to be technically a college professor at the age of 24, mm. that's an amazing achievement. Yeah, my, my, my target is 45 24 is amazing yeah <laughs> you know and having those college courses of his own which mm. is amazing very very good so when he returned back to new orleans he set out to re- revolutionize the sugar industry so we're speaking about relure is it relure relure yeah. relure and um yeah he saw the sugar refining process that it was quite a dangerous one mm-hmm. i think we watched that um the other night some um, someone beckford it was the Beckfords, they were owners, and the way that they used to treat the slaves. So I think they used to have, like, big, big pots where they'd boil down the sugar. Yeah. And the danger was um, transplanting Pouring it. Yeah, pouring yeah. it into another pot. They had to transplant the pots. So it that was a dangerous phase. Mm. So this Villiers guy, he saw the dangers in it and devised something quite ama- uh, amazing. Mm. So the process was very harmful to the workers, they had to endure grueling, dangerous conditions, often burning themselves in the process. That is uh, because the sugar trim, they, I think they were called, mm-hmm. was not profitable as well because they had to pour out into each pot, obviously losing the, the um, heat. They used a source of heat, which obviously wouldn't refine the sugar, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then because it, yeah, the sugar was being lost in the process. So he stepped in in 1843 and patented his new machine that would drastically improve the process. It makes me laugh. Yeah. That everything... Like, obviously, we don't use this refining machine now, Mm. but the majority of things that we now use that make our lives difficult, uh, make our lives easier, Mm. was created either to protect a slave or... The owner didn't want to do the work, so it's to make the work in the house easier, yeah. like the iron and the washing machine and all of those things there were created by a person of colour that was like, oh, I'm not having this. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, wow. The ingenuity. And yeah. you see it, you see it in Africa, a lot of these young inventors coming up yeah and doing some seriously amazing things it's very true yeah so it's still still um, being done did you see there was a young black f- um, fellow in africa i can't remember what country it was but he's invented his own lamborghini 
Yeah. <laughs> really? They're just so ingenious and inventive. It's amazing. He's it's inv- so how has amazing. he invented his own Lamborghini? And he was only a young boy. How he, he invented a Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen him standing by his little um, tin car. Well, it's, it's going. And I know that, um, again, in Africa, they have a range just like Rolls Royce, yeah, uh, of Range Rovers, beautiful, absolutely, a lot of wonderful things coming out of Africa. Yeah, of course, of you course, because that's the source, isn't it? That is the source there. So this Willieu says that he he harnessed the latent heat energy mm-hmm. from the first pot to the heat uh, to heat all the other pots, which is quite good, isn't it? Mm. And then yeah, and then he says that the energy is released when a liquid is converted to vapor. And this allowed for much less fuel to be used in the operation. So check him oh. out, Rilieu. He's helping the environment as well. Yeah, Norbert Rilieu. So he, he was born on, on today's date. He was the inventor of the sugar refining um, process. process. And there are so, so much more. In um, my two books, I've well, I have a few of the One Thing About History series, but mm-hmm. only two of them are published. One is um, speaking about John Lee Love. And he invented the pencil sharpener. Mm-hmm. Well, he adapted it, mm-hmm. as well as Alexander Miles, who invented the method of keeping the doors closed on an elevator. Mm. Again, it's our people of colour that are making av- advancement in the world. Yep. And that's, always, always. that is so amazing. So those are our two facts today, that it's national, everything you do, right day, as well as Norbert Villier, he's an inventor, of the sugar refining process. So that's quite amazing, isn't it, beautiful people? How has your day been out there? How has your day been out there? Don't forget, um, the lines will open up around 6.30 and you'll be able to give us a shout and let us know how your day was and answer that question there. Will a relationship ever be 50-50? Very interesting, right? So going on now, Lise, um, I know we were going to talk about Piers Morgan. And him walking out. I actually saw the interview today. Oh, did you? I did. I I don't know why he got up and walked out, to be very fair. Because, because he can give the abuse and the negative talk and the hate verbiage and he can say all the things that he says. Mm. But when someone calls him out on it, like he was called out on it. He didn't like it. And actually, the person, I think his name was Alex something, um, that was calling out him out on it. Oh, I was so proud of him. He kept so <laughs> calm yeah. and collected. And when Piers Morgan walked off, he was just, oh. He said, you, this is atrocious. He said, this is diabolical. <laughs> the man, and the thing is, I, when I was reading it, he says, Piers said that he got him angry. No one can get you angry, you know. He made him lose his job. No, he d- you made you lose your job. Exactly. You, yes. <laughs> you made you lose your job. Hey, it was just what like, an idiot. Yeah, it was just, no, no, no. <sighs> and the thing is, he said what the fellow said. We'll get his name just shortly. If anyone knows his name, please um, drop it in the chat, drop it into the, the WhatsApp. Um, what he said was that Megan, this is what got him vexed. This is what got Piers Morgan vexed was the fact that he knew Megan prior to her coming into the royal household, right? Yeah. But thereafter, she dropped him. 
And he's like, I don't know why she dropped you, but she is, she's well within her right to drop you. Yeah. Right? And he was like, right, I'm out of here. He's bitter. His name is Alex Beresford. Mm. Um, Piers Morgan is bitter because I think maybe he had a little soft spot for her, and it? They went on one date, apparently, and... Um, then, then he, like, then, date. then he. I don't think it was a date, but then he took her to a party, and mm. oh, she bumped into Harry there, and then she never spoke to him. Oh, no. But my, I know this. Is, we talk about Pierce. I don't think the matter is Pierce. I don't really care about Pierce Morgan. Mm. And I'm glad he's gone mm. because I think he's rude and very ignorant. Um, but it just. Re-establishes the point that Harry and Meghan made in their interview, and I have not watched the whole I've in- not interview. Seen the interview at I've all. seen bits and pieces, right. but the general gist of it is racism exists in my household. Yeah, and she feels bullied, and comments that were made about the baby. Mm, that's so unacceptable and not unnecessary come on regardless of what tone is it the tones that the the child may be he's still your grandchild and we're going to go on and see that apparently it wasn't her that said it who said it oh it was someone else because I, i do think um in the interview when he was asked who who was who? There have been so many renditions of this done. It's quite funny. Mm. Um, who was it that was been raised, that has made racist remarks? I do think he said, "Well, it wasn't my grandmother." Okay. So that excludes one person and then puts everyone else under the bus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I love the fact of how they protect their children. Mm. You know, and it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I think in this country. Uh, colour has always been an issue. This is why I say to you, I don't like these black and white issues mm. when we bring them up. But again, you can't you can't escape the fact that it is there right clean, sharp, in front of our faces, and we just have to accept it for what it actually is. But I don't think it's about accepting it. I think it's about the fact that now it's been escalated to the point where now you know from the highest point, because mm. let's look at the hierarchy here, from the highest point, if they're already ignorant about how they're speaking about people of colour and the fact that you're mentioning, like Jeannie Yashere says it in one of her interviews, mm. why are we discussing the colour of um, Archie? Do you think that Miss Kate and and and... William were mentioned in the colour of what kind of white their baby's going to be. No, they mm. weren't. Mm. So why is this even a conversation? And someone um, tried to say, tried to make the point, oh, maybe it wasn't that they wanted to know the shade. Maybe there was just, maybe it was just a conversation in passing. I think it was Piers Morgan that said that. I'm like, how can you have, why are you having that conversation in passing? Mm. And it shouldn't whole, even come up though, should no. it at all? And yeah. the whole nation is, oh, yes, our first lady of colour in the house. No, she's not. <laughs> we'll go and see that she definitely isn't. Um, however, you know, the nation, uh, what it is, uh, it's the way that they jumped on her. But this is another question, beautiful people. Did Meghan know what she was getting herself into? That is the next question because... I don't think she did. Uh, oh, come on, Lily. No, do you know why? Do you know why I say that? Because... Harry mm. is not like his family. 
Right. We all knew from day when we saw him winding up with the the um I think they were Ghanaian, he went to a country in Africa, it might have been Ghana, need to be corrected on that. Mm. Um and he was there with a little bit of rhythm and you know, from way back when we knew <laughs> yeah. that Harry weren't like his family. Yeah. So I think in her mind, yes, he was a prince. But maybe she's dated princes before because mm. he's not, he's the Prince of England. She might, she's not English. So she might have dated an Arabian prince or yeah. an African prince or whatever. So you don't expect mm. certain people to treat you a certain way. Maybe she didn't know what she was getting herself into. She should have looked at past people's experiences though. Very true. Very true. Hashtag Diana. Yeah. Yeah. But she, and she was white. So... They, they, that you got to think of the racism on a continuum. If she was one of their own, it was racism with Diane, but it was definitely how she was treated. Yeah, they did not like her because she she was different. Thing, yeah, and because she was different, she got yeah, she didn't want to conform. Didn't want to conform, and I think that Harry saw that because they said at a very young age he had to walk behind his mother's coffin. Mm. Yeah, so young amongst the world in front of the whole world mm. and sadly that would have really impacted that on would him. have trauma traumatized him yeah and i think as well when you're a child you don't really know much like say things happen in your household when you're six or seven you see things happening but you don't really understand them mm. and as you grow you hear things you see things you experience things that kind of explain that thing that happened when you were six or seven years old. So as he's grown, he, yep, he had to walk behind his mother's coffin and he lost his mum at a young age. Mm. But as he's grown into a man, he will hear all the stories about how his dad treated his mum. He might have witnessed some of the arguments. So now things are starting to make sense and half the nation thinks what they think about her death. Mm. And he's grown to hear and understand what he who his mother really was yeah and what possibly was the cause of her of her demise and i think that for him as a son mm. you know you just i don't really think he's ever been accepted as well to be part of their family mm. because honest. again it's the it's the, the question mm. of whether he is or he isn't exactly you know, uh, I can't exactly. remember who's a, who's a, the so-called other person that consoled and comforted Lady Diana. Tom something. No, it's not Tom. I can't, we'll I'll find his it. Name. Um, you know, and the thing is, he possibly... No, he didn't want the same thing that happened to his mum to happen to his wife. Mm. I mean, she's two children up now. She's expecting his next child now, right? Sorry. What's up? <laughs> you know, we <laughs> When you go to Google and you type Harry's real dad, yeah, <laughs> pictures of this other man. <laughs> there you go. Oh, so we won't know. We don't know if they've done a DNA, and, and again, that would be another James Hewitt. James Hewitt. That's right. That would be another scandal. Mm. So maybe they've just you they know. won't though. They're not going to, and that's what makes that's what makes this situation so strange for me. It's like mm. you demonize this woman, and you you did what you did to this woman, but you will not try and prove your accusations. Why? Yeah, and and another point in the case of Megan as well is the fact that she has her own money. Everyone thinks that she married um, Prince Harry for his money. Guys... Yeah, she got her own money, man. The royal family on benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Don't 
don't say that. They are. We pay taxes to keep their up to upkeep. All right. So they are. And once they cut Harry off, now they have no money. They got to live off Megan's. They technically cannot cut her cut him off. He is a royal. They can. How can they do that? They can. But we'll, we'll, we'll leave that for you, um, for you beautiful people out there. And we will tackle some of your answers to the questions that we've been posing tonight. So we'll see y'all in five. Call us now on 07895134713. That's 07895134713. The more you listen, the more great music you hear. Hi. I am Wimbo and this is Naturally Lily. Join us every Tuesday evening between 6 and 8 for the Drive Time Radio Show. Where we talk about things that are for us, by us, on current events and matters of the heart. Allflavorsradio.com See you in the chat room. We've got another great song coming up in minutes. Don't go anywhere. I've been in the hospital since I was two with sickle cell, but the ones I can remember clearly is like six, seven, and up. Sometimes my blood would clot and it'll make like pain in my joints and sometimes hard to breathe, hard to move. It's just pain that you can never see. It's a constant fear with my two sons who are still here that at any time they could actually succumb to this disease. It still kills people. When I'm in the hospital, and I don't have blood because my blood is tickling. I just feel miserable. I don't want to move. I like curl up in a ball. And that's how a sickle cell crisis feels to me. It feels like something was broke inside my body. The only thing that can fix it is blood. We need as many people who can to donate blood because that's the only thing that helps a person with sickle cell in a pain crisis. Blood transfusion, they make such a difference. The blood is really what gets me to calm down and get back to normal. So it's definitely important that the black community, African-American community, that we do come out and answer the call because we the ones who need us. We're the ones who suffer from sickle cell the most. It's a gift, honestly. Blood is a gift. Online and on your smart speaker. All Flavors Radio. Playing all the best songs. The best music from around the world. Now, here comes the music. Sean Patterson there, don't you know? And I know someone else done a rendition of that one. I bet that's a really, really great rendition, Rashan Patterson. I'm here just shouting out everybody. Big up to DJ Slim and Mark Jean for such a great show last night. Yes. And um, you can catch or check out the schedules for all of the, the DJs doing a fantastic job. Bigging up all of the DJs um, for your work over the start end, as well as the, the coming days that are ahead of us. So, Lily. Yeah. Yeah, so we were speaking there regarding the royal family and Meghan Markle mm-hmm. and Piers Morgan, mm-hmm. the the whole connection. And we've had some feedback here from our listeners. Would you like to just so shout I out? So I am going to work my way down these comments. Mm. So, in response to how she met Harry and all of that stuff, yeah. Um, Joy Kay says it was a date. He was taking her home and she asked to be left at the club where she met Harry. And then DiCarlo um, confirms that, yes, he put her in the cab to where the party was. So that's where 
she met her now husband. Okay. That is a bit of a kick in the teeth, though, isn't it? Like, we've just had a date. So do you think he liked her then? Of course he did. Hey. If they'd been on a date. So that's why he's been so nasty towards her That's why he's been so then. bitter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Let, let it go, man. Remember last week was like, don't, what was it? Just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, yeah. Um, John Ken says, when issues... When issues come up between cultures, colours is colour will always be used, and I agree with that. I think um, whatever culture you are, if you are a mix blend mm. of two different cultures, then colour is always gonna. But in that case, was it an issue then? Was there an issue? Why that with the came family? Up? Okay, um, and this, this is the thing when you do um, go into families, when people do marry, is the joining of two families. Mm. That's first and foremost. And surely, I don't know how long they courted for or how long they were together before they got married because I know the point was made that they hyped them up, bigged them up for the wedding. Yeah, which apparently wasn't the actual wedding, but yeah. Right. And then thereafter, it was just like, let's gun for Meghan Markle. Well, Kim makes a point here and so does Joy Kay. Um, mm. Joy Kay said, did Meghan know? No, no, no. It was definite shock, a shock the treatment that she received undercover racism. Mm. And then Kim makes the point that after watching the programme, she saw Megan had no idea how it would be having, how it would be being part of the royal family. Mm. Um, when she was going to meet his grandmother for the first time, she didn't realise she would have to curtsy. She thought she was meeting his grandmother. No, she was meeting the Queen. Do you think that she and hugged the queen her? She went to hug her or something? <laughs> Hi, grandma, and she give her a hug. No, I don't think she would have tried to hug her, but I think she but went that's up. Normal and... though, isn't it? No, it's not normal for everybody. Okay, it's not normal for everyone. <laughs> so you go, you say, especially not in COVID. Well, it would have been COVID then, but you go, you're meeting someone's grandmother. Some people might be huggers, but not everyone's a hugger. Okay, and you go and you say, oh hi. He introduces her. Oh, granny, this is Megan. Mm. Oh, wow. You don't necessarily think, oh, sorry, I've got to go right down to the floor and break my back to, to courtesy to you. She's the queen. Yeah, but surely he'd give her a heads up, right? Oh, no, Harry, but it's Harry, isn't it? I highly doubt it. Oh, my. Well, all the protocol. Um, Pele says here, whether she knew or not, she just wanted to be respected yep. and loved by those close to her. Yep. And I guess going into that family, again, you're becoming part of that family. So really, but, but their whole lives must be totally different to how our lives are, right? Yeah, of course they are. But it doesn't matter how different your life is to someone, mm. everyone is deserving of respect. Yeah. Um, whether you have money, whether you don't have money, whether you're black, white, purple, green, mm. everyone is, everyone deserves respect. It's not that unspoken rule of, you know... Yeah. It, well, it is that unspoken rule of, you know, when you first meet someone you give them the undue respect. But you also have that thing with any family whereby the they meet the person for the first time and they're like, I don't like her. Yeah, but the thing is, when you're going to meet someone's family, you're going to like, this is my mum, right? She can be a bit funny. Do you, do you not give them the breakdown of no. how that person is? No. Why would you do that? Well, I would. I'd warn no, Because you're giving them pre... You're giving them you preconceived them? ideas and they always okay. say make your judgment on someone from your own experiences, not from what someone else has told you. Mm. And he must have thought, this is my granny, you've watched them, watched 
programs you know what the queen is like she probably but what if she hadn't and the, don't forget Meghan markle's american she's Amer- i know and all these americans think that racism doesn't exist in england hello wake <laughs> up carl that's what that program was wow, a slap was. in the face to say yes we the english are so good at hiding things good mm. at being politically incorrect yeah that you would think that racism doesn't exist in its country, but it really does. It's the grassroots, and it's, it really uh, does. As long, even back in the seventies, I think we've spoken about this before, and way beyond that, because mm. all the Enoch Powell movements. Remember, remember they, you know, they take, call us all these different names. Go back to your country. Yes, all this kind in that of program, stuff. Yeah. Was, what program was you show? Was it that you showed me, and they called us Nignogs, or the Nignogs that live upstairs? I can't remember. Was it, it was probably Love Thy Neighbour or something oh like that. Oh my goodness. It was, it was so prevalent. Shocking. And it was in your face. They they didn't um, hold back at all. Whereas now it's it's quite undercover. But I think that um, where, where Brexit has come along and with the Meghan Markle thing, that it has really kind of come out. Open people's it's, eyes. Yeah, it, it is just so apparent. It's just right there in front of your face. Carol says there that she thought it was a bit unbelievable that she didn't know that she would have to curtsy in front of the Queen. I wish Meghan and Harry all the best, also their children. However, many of us are fighting for our lives with uncertainty of life. And that's very, very true. Mm. Like, there are much more important and pressing matters to be speaking about when we think about it. There are, and sometimes you just have to join in the conversation I think mm. I think it's important to focus on um the current happenings what's going on in in news media yeah. in general but I think so much talk has been spoken about sickness and death and you know what we've had to live through over the last 18 months yeah that it's nice to talk about something else it's true and we we all are suffering we all are going through you know some a lot of people are trying to keep their mental health keep their physical health keep Mm. themselves healthy um and as not funny as talking about racism is people's responses to it are comical and Mm. i think sometimes you need a bit of comedy to kind of just over, get over we, the we saw this same very same thing when we um, discussed the program on the Sainsbury's. Do you remember? And how pe- the the reaction of people, and how they saw you know when we saw a black family on the television, mm. and just the reaction to it, yeah. and that just really just shows that we have such a long way to go. Mm. But in line with that. This is why I said earlier about the smoke screens because yeah we're talking in one hand about Piers Morgan mm-hmm. and and Meghan Markle. Markle and the coalition yesterday they said they're warning about policing and sent- a sentencing bill that will deepen racial inequality in this country. Okay. So there's like a bill that's going through. Okay, so it's a smoke screens. It looks look at what's being done. We're focusing on all of the wrong things. And this thing, a whole load of people, including Lee, um, Lee Jasper and um, David Lammy, they signed this, This I don't know, it's a thing against the policy mm-hmm. that's going through. It's, it's the legislation that, as regards to policing and sentencing, and it will affect the um, black, Asian and ethnic minorities. minorities. How, what is the set, what is the legislation? 
because it's a, to do with the criminal criminal justice and equality, right? So organisations have written into the Prime Minister warning that the government plans for policing and sentencing to entrench in, entrench more racial inequality but in the criminal the justice rules? system. So uh, I'm not I'm not too sure. I'm going to read through here. It says mm. that the sentence to do with sentencing and courts bills entered into Parliament. So that was last week. Mm-hmm. And it was debated by um, ministers like yesterday and today they was going to be um, drawing up these proposals. And it says it justifies this inequality as proportion, um, proportionate means of achieving legitimate aim of protecting the public. So they were speaking about women, pr- protecting women. Mm-hmm. But this new... Because I, I did try to understand, like, what exactly is it that they were changing. Yeah. So it said that um, black and my, um, minoritised women are a minority within um, the criminal justice system. So it's to do with the criminal justice system and sentencing. All right. So they uh, face poorer outcomes compared to their white counterparts. So say if they went up against a judge, a black woman would be penalised more than her counterpart. That's always been the way. So It has always been the way, but they're saying with this new... Um, a policing and sentencing bill it's called a policing and sentencing bill that it's going to affect us even more than it has done in the past so there's an open letter to the Prime Minister and they're just, just trying to highlight it speaks about um, the, the, just them entrenching further racial inequality in the just, justice system so it's just speaking about um, the inequality within the justice system. So I don't know what the policing bill is. I would is. like to know what this, what additional information they're putting this new policing and sentencing bill because mm. already we're at a disadvantage. Um, and a lot more I'm seeing things about women in, black women in healthcare, um, black women that are experiencing domestic violence, mm. all those kind of things. Um we're at a disadvantage anyway yeah. so it'd be interesting to see what adjustments and what changes they're making to these um to these bills mm-hmm. it says that um in england and wells over one quarter that's 20 percent of people in prison mm-hmm. are from a minority um ethnic group despite making up 14 percent of the total population so 14 percent but out of that 14 percent 20 percent of the uh, people that are in prison are are of a, uh, an ethnic minority. I hate that word minority. Yeah, so that that will just show you. 14% out of 27%, how do you get 27% out of 14%? Black women shows... are 29% more likely than white women to be remanded in custody at Crown Court mm. convic- following a conviction. Yeah, and, and more than likely to receive a custodial sentence. Mm. So if if this racial um, disproportion, yeah, is going to be elevated when it comes to policing and sentencing, we got to find out regarding that policing and sentence. It's a policing and sentencing bill that is going to affect us even more. Affect our people. So this is what I'm saying when it comes to yeah, we're here, and it is all relative. Speaking about 
Meghan Markle and all that stuff but all these things are coming into effect yeah so we need to understand obviously what that policing and sentence sentencing bill is because I know that they were speaking as well of you know when you go on marches yeah that they can just take you now and just throw you inside without even thinking twice about it but what if you're walking along with a crowd you were trying to get to a location you just happen to be walking in the same direction exactly could you imagine that could you imagine that? I, I saw something like we uh, remember it was something that was on, um, it was a documentary we saw on the sister. She wasn't even part of the, the yeah. demonstration and she got arrested. She got arrested, yeah. So now, if you get arrested, it, like you said, it's more than likely that a black woman or whoever will be remanded in custody mm. without even thinking twice. And she was just trying to get to work, but just happened to be walking. <laughs> where I mean, that they've got was. to ask some questions. Do you know what I mean? Mm. They can't just grab you and throw you. They, they've got to ask some questions before they can just lock you up. But do they? That's the question. That is a question we ask. No, because most of the videos, and I'm going to be brutally honest, and a lot of people aren't going to like me for saying mm. this, but a lot of the videos that are going round of people shouting in, but why are you why are you arresting me? Why are you arresting me? Everyone around, everyone around with their phones out is just hyping up the situation, yeah. putting the police on more of an edge than they're already on because they have this stupid misconception about black people and Asian and other minorities. That doesn't help the situation. Mm. That doesn't help the situation. And I remember we spoke before about getting someone to um, from the police to, um, that has worked in the police to come and speak about this um, matter because I know that there are things, there are questions you are supposed to ask um, before they can actually put cuffs on you. In this country, and I saw this the other day, in this country, like in America, you can get arrested for resisting arrest and that's Mm -hmm. automatic, you get locked up. Whereas if you are simply asking the police a question in this country not in the US we live in the UK yeah if you're simply asking them a question can you state to me why you're why you're detaining me they can't arrest you for asking you asking that question and if they can't give you a response to your question yeah they they're detaining you illegally the sad thing is that I have seen them detaining people even though they've asked that question yeah they do but but what I'm saying is all the other noise that's mm. going on around them yeah in my opinion contributes to that situation Mm. That contributes to that situation because the person that's getting arrested isn't saying, officer, why are you detaining me? They're not saying it in a calm manner. They're not saying, oh, you want to check my bag? Here's my bag. Mm. Oh, you want to do this? Here's this. Everyone around them is like, but why are you doing that? You're hurting. And everyone else is getting involved mm. and is adding to the noise. And this is in, this is not me saying what the police are doing is right because it's wrong. Yeah. But we need to stop being those people with their phones out, hyping up the situation. I, I totally agree with you, but then sometimes if you don't log it and document it, then it's their word against ours as well. So there was a young boy um, recently in um, in Tottenham mm-hmm. where the police just started to to treat him in a bad way. Yeah, and it all escalated. They they ended up going to the police station in Tottenham and stuff. And I don't know the outcome of that. As well as that young boy, Hussein, that we spoke of. That died and yeah. after being detained, yeah. He was um, tackled by 50 police. That's true. 50 police, okay? And we still don't know, when it comes to the inquest, what his injuries were. But this is when I ask this question. All those people mm. that have their phones out, mm. where are they? 
when they need evidence? Mm. That is my question. All those people that are posting this on Instagram, snapping it, sharing it on the multitudes of, of social media, do you really think that the government and the police and all of those people are going to go scrolling through social media to see, oh, let's check to see if PC Bill was doing the right thing. No, they're not. But then a lot, I guess a lot of the time then they'll look into their background and try and pin something on them. So it's just a bit like this same police guy that's meant to have murdered this woman. Yeah. Oh, like, I have no clue what's happening with that, by the way. I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I can see that they, they said if he, um, if he says he's not guilty... That he can... It's his can, word against... Yeah. Yeah, and that he'll he'll get full pay while they're doing the investigation. Like, where is the justice? Mm. You know, so when it comes to... When we speak about this coalition and the equality, I think it's to do with equality when it comes to policing and sentencing. Mm-hmm. That is what the bill is. It's to do with, um, yeah, policing and sentencing. And we are already in a minority that are treated badly, yeah. much less now, more so that when they, they put this whole policing and sentencing bill in, that we will be affected and impacted even deeper mm. when it comes to the matter. Yeah. You know, and and, Ken, and John Ken says there that police use racial profiling. Always. Yeah, and we have seen that. We have had first-hand experience of that where, you know, uh, it was our young family member being arrested by the police and now he they didn't charge him or anything like that mm. but he was carrying a apparently an offensive weapon that's what they've put on his dbs right so his life is impacted and affected just by that mm. so beautiful people give us a shout and let us know what you think as regards to this whole new um bill I'm sure there's a lot more to come out on it, but they, it was quite squiffy. The information, they're not being open with it, but there is a new policing and sentencing bill that is going to impact us deeply on, you know, when it comes to being ch- the criminal justice system mm. and really having a fair shot at, you know, getting through these things. So we'll see y'all in five. Auch in Deutschland hören wir All Flavors Radio, die beste Musik rund um die Uhr. All Flavors Radio plays what you want to hear when you want to hear it 24-7. Have you ever wondered what therapy is and how it can help with our mental well-being? To find out more, please join me every week on the Wednesday for the Wednesday Wellbeing Show, 9pm to 11pm on All Flavors Radio with Darnell, the therapist. Hi. I am Wimbo and this is Naturally Lily. Join us every Tuesday evening between 6 and 8 for the Drive Time Radio Show. Where we talk about things that are for us, by us, on current events and matters of the heart. Allflavorsradio.com See you in the chat room. This is a very important health message. My name is Errol McKellar, MBE. 
I am a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity, the Errol McKellar Foundation. Do you know that over 47,000 men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Do you also know that over 11,000 men also die of prostate cancer? That means that one man will die every 45 minutes. Do you also know that one in eight European men will die of prostate cancer? But more frighteningly, that one in four Afro-Caribbean men will die of prostate cancer. But the truth is, Prostate cancer doesn't care about your color. Prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth. Prostate cancer doesn't care about you. What prostate cancer will do, if you ignore it, it will kill you. At the Errol McKellar Foundation, our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer, recognizing potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information. We want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear. For more details, please visit www.theerolmckellarfoundation.com errolmckellarfoundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com please remember that health is your wealth All Flavors Radio the best music from around the world now, now, here comes the music 07895 134713 that's 07895134713 oh, the sounds of Melbourne Moore there love's coming at ya all right, Lily, so we got a little bit heavy there with the coalition, yes. right? And really remembering that everything that we see or everything that we hear in the media, we've got to be aware that where do we fit in? Where, where, where are we in the picture? And if we're not, then we need to dig a little bit deeper just mm-hmm. to find out actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because um, as... Um, auntie rightfully said there she she said that she doesn't she says who cares they are all in it together another psyop distraction could couldn't give a damn about any of them so you know it's very true distractions there are many many distractions because again last week i think it was the george floyd um the the What's it called? The court case. Court case was meant to start, but obviously they couldn't find uh, the jurors for the case. Okay. So Why? we need to watch that space. They just couldn't choose them, so it, it couldn't go ahead. So we need to watch that space because we just don't know how... It, well, do you think we know that how that's going to kind of yep. play out, right? Yep. And if it does play out the way that we see it, then we got to we have to question everything. To be... F- Look at Lily's face. <laughs> I feel like there's... We've been here before. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We've been here before where they've brought the person to court to appease right. the masses. And some awful, dirty information is going to come out about George Floyd. Oh, he was under the influence. He was this, he was that. I needed to restrain him. Blah, 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 blah. And someone else gets off for taking someone's life because it can be justified through the type of work that he does. Mm, mm. That's just my thoughts on it. That's where I think that's going. Because there's a funny um, situation with, it was, she's a head of police. She's big high commissioner Mm -hmm. someone sent her some information regarding some young children yeah it was paedophile paedophilia or something like that it was just an article or something and she got fired 
black yeah. lady. Yeah, she I know. got I fired saw, I that. from her job. Yeah. Now, the thing is, had that been someone else, would they have behaved the same way? Yeah. Mm. So again, guys, smoke screens. A lot of smoke screens, and we just need to be aware of everything that's kind of going on because where do we fit into the picture? And yes, Meghan Markle, like, it's a bit like Barack. Oh yeah, Barack. Ah, everyone was on the Barack Obama thing. But what did he go into Africa and all those places and do? As well as the Meghan Markle thing that we kind of highlight highlighting tonight. She knew what she was getting into, Lily. No, she didn't. Whether whether you like to think so or not. I, I think um, she did, honestly. I really don't. Mm, but, do you think that Diana knew what she was getting herself into? No. Because no. on the, her, the, her wedding night, she was just left alone wasn't she she was just a baby machine really wasn't just she? what i'm saying everyone has their opinions on on the situation but until you're behind their closed doors we will never know the, the truth and i still think i think that's the same with every single situation we come across when it comes to things that we see in the media we don't know mm. when it comes to police brutality and all of those things we don't know we we, we do not know we we know what we see in what front of us on a screen mm. and I'm not just talking about a TV screen. I'm talking about what you read on your yep. app for the news, your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed. You only see what in they some, want us to see. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we dig a bit deeper and that's yeah. the point. We need to dig a bit deeper. Mm. And because even the BBC issued, I think it was someone, they'd done a broadcast mm. and they spoke of, you know, when the children went back to school yeah. and about the testing and the wearing of the masks. Yeah. And they said that it was compulsory. It's not compulsory. When in fact it isn't. It's not compulsory. See, so when we're told something, this is this is it. Do we just take things at face value mm. and don't dig that bit deeper just really to get to the truth? Mm. And even with that, um, that article on the policing, it was very, very difficult to find out exactly what they were policing and sentencing, what, what they was were highlighting mm. and I dug and dug and I got this was quite an extensive one where lots of people had signed it um, yeah. like I said Lee Jasper who is an activist for all of this stuff but it's still very uh, what's the word with like, yeah they yeah. said there's not enough information we could just say it's had something to do with the criminal justice and how they how they affect or how it affects us as a mm. people and there'll be even more inequality so mm. there's inequality there already but there'll be even more. Yeah. But they just weren't being specific about what they were talking about. Yeah. So, yeah, we just have to dig a bit deeper and don't take things at um, face, face value. value, really. It's just not, that's just not the way to go. So in saying that, I know we've been um, highlighting about uh, Meghan Markle and the royal family. And a lot of people think, oh, Meghan, oh, she's the only uh, black monarch. that Because uh, she is a monarch, right? No, she's just... A woman that married into the royal family. Oh, she family. married into the royal family, which means that she's part of the royal family. Yeah? Well, no, they've well, kind of Well, technically, she's not, is she? They're like, well, you don't have any royal duties. They're kind of doing to, to Harry what they did to Margaret. Sorry, okay. guys, I've been watching The Crown. Okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they're just... They, she's not really a royal. She's not part of the royal mm. family. She'll never be part of the royal family. But there's a book by um, Dr. Stephanie E. Mayers. This was published in 2017 and it's called The Invisible Queen. Yeah. And it's speaking about Queen Charlotte. All right. So yeah. she was an abolitionist. Uh, uh, that word's come up again, Lily. Abolitionist. Abolitionist. And she was a mother of 15 children. Okay. She was a botanist. <sighs> 
And she's the one who discovered Mozart. Wow. Okay, she worked with abolitionist to the end of slavery in England and tried ending it in the American colonies. And yeah, this is Dr. Stephanie E. Meyer. She wrote about Queen Charlotte Mm -hmm. and she too was a queen of colour. Okay. Stephanie Myers. No, Stephanie Myers is one oh, of the Oh, yeah, yeah, Charlotte. The Sorry. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Queen Charlotte. Yes, yes. So Queen Charlotte was a queen, a queen of colour. And that was, she was a wife of King George III. Mm, does that make her a queen though? She's Princess Charlotte, not Queen Charlotte. She's Queen Charlotte. She was actually You're only queen a queen if you're a direct descendant though. Otherwise the queen's husband would be called King Philip, not Prince Philip. No, he's called King George. No, King I'm George saying III. Elizabeth, yeah. Liz's husband, would be called a king if it was king and queen. But he's not a king because he's not a direct descendant of the royal family. Hence why he's called Prince, Char- Prince Philip. So is she queen queen, as in her parents were the royals and her husband married her? Yeah. Or is she the wife of the king? She's the wife of the king and she was known as Queen Charlotte. Yeah, so yeah, we're having a bit of silence here in the studio, guys. Leisha's the cogs in her head are they're ticking <laughs> around because I know I've heard of Princess Charlotte, and I don't know if she has been called Queen because the woman because of the way this lady's um worded her book, or if I'm thinking of Princess Charlotte, who was um Queen Victoria's gift. Because no. there was also another young black princess mm. who was given to um, Queen Victoria as a gift. Yeah. Well, she was a um, she was from the black branch of the Portuguese royal house, so she must have been some form of royalty. So maybe if she's royal on that side and they're royal on that side, that what what might have made her queen? Yeah, a queen. So she was from the the black branch of the Portuguese royal house. Hence, um, she's named Queen Charlotte. She did have black um, African ancestry. Mm-hmm. And um, she, was it 15th century, from the 15th century Flemish paintings, we can clearly see that she was a black queen. Mm. Um, yeah, married to English King George. Yeah. And she's Queen Victoria's grandma. Yes. I find that very interesting. Yeah, so Queen Victoria. Very interesting. And there are pictures, you know. Um, a lot of this stuff is um, in the Royal, uh, not the Royal, the Black British Archives. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black British Archives. I had I had a talk there once uh, about three or four years ago. It's, it's quite close. I can't remember what station that I had to get out at. Um, near Farringdon or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting building. So the, all of the, the stuff is there for us, yeah. So the Black Cultural... No, the Black Cultural Archives, I think, are in... There's one in Brixton. Okay. And there's that one in Farringdon. So all the information is there, yeah? yeah. As well as um, Queen Philippa. See, I haven't heard of this lady. Yeah, she was uh, in England's first Black Queen... And the mother of the Black Prince, the Black Prince we know, um, Charles. Who Black Boy Lane is named yes, after. Yes, Black right. Boy Lane is named after that. So th- there's a lot of heritage here. And this is what makes me wonder why, or maybe actually answers the question why, mm. the royal family are so against Meghan being part of their family. Does it make them 
does it force them to acknowledge their black ancestry mm. or the fact that they've got that one drop in them as to why they're bringing up the one drop rule in their grandchild but she's not one drop because her mum is quite clearly a black woman isn't she who and Megan no, I'm talking about Archie I'm talking about the baby oh Archie yeah so he's but still I'm, I'm saying like maybe that's why this is such an issue to them mm. because it forces them you know Boris said a little while ago we should not be embarrassed about our but mm. our heritage. Well, this is part of your heritage. You know what? I think as well. I think we're all. Uh, you might think this crazy, but I think we're all mixed. We come from the. I agree. Yeah. I think we are all mixed in one way, shape, or form. Mm. We'll have a bit of white in us. We'll have a bit of Chinese in, Chinese in us. Mm. A bit of black. I think that everybody, unless you go to the ends of the earth in some remote place like in Africa. Where mo- a lot of the um, tribes are quite pure, mm. that you'll find it there. But overall, I think we're, if you're living in Europe and you're living in America, all of us have at least got a drop in but us. But that isn't the point. The point is, mm. with p- people, and this is me, again, disclaimer, my opinion. With people like you and myself, we will have our mix and we will embrace our mix. Yeah. With the others mm. that have got the one drop rule that applies to them yeah do they embrace it i don't know um uh, i've said that word don't i don't know again really. <laughs> but a lot of them don't a lot of them don't and they don't quite clearly want to embrace it because they asked they had uh the, the what is it the you know when you go to b&q and you want to paint the house and you get the color charts and it's like the lightest to the darkest <laughs> colour. <laughs> yeah. That's what they had. Like, how rude. Well, like a colour chart. Yeah, colour chart. For who? Archie. Stop it. <laughs> Remember we had That's that thing in the not cups. even. The cups of tea that we liked. All the, the oh, little be one. I'm a, I'm a yeah. B2 and a B3. <laughs> yeah. No, that's ridiculous. So, yeah. So, but at the end of the day, you can't take it. It's, it is their heritage and it always will be. The Moors... They came, this um, Queen Philippa, she was the daughter of William of Hainault. So she wasn't, she wasn't uh, from the royal household. She was from, uh, it was a lord. Um, William Hainault was a lord. Yeah. But his son was the one that, that married her. So yeah. um, it says when she was nine, King King of England, Edward II. Oh, this is quite interesting, isn't it? Because it was Edward III that married Charlotte. Was it? Yeah. It was Edward the Third that married. Oh, no, sorry, King George. George King George. Sorry, please don't quote me. That King George the <laughs> Third that married Charlotte. Charlotte but this Edward the mm. Second, um, it was um, he when he was nine. He was promised to this lady Philippa, mm. and then they obviously he fell in love with her when he first saw her. But when you hear the poem about her, she's quite clearly a woman of color. When she was fifteen, they were married. Yeah. So all of this is sourced from the Black Cultural, um, cultural Archives, like we say. Um, do the research. And yes, Joy, Queen Charlotte, um, yeah, she was a queen of colour, as well as um, she's saying that the royal family are Germans. They're all Germans. Yeah, they are, but that doesn't erase the fact that they've got black heritage. What I'd like to know is how did they get, if they were Germans, how did they get to the throne here then? That's my next question. I know the answer to that question, but it's a long... So I watched a documentary mm. a while ago. I'm a bit of a nerd, guys. 
and um, the actual air. Oh gosh, please, I need to feel like we need to turn cameras off and not me. <laughs> Big on this. But when they traced the lineage, the actual um, heir to the throne lives in Australia. Yeah. But I think the reason why this line made it to the throne was through marriage. Who though? I can't remember. It's about, it's it's quite a few generations back. it's still back. in the line of Charlotte. Yeah. Queen it's, Charlotte. It's, it's off. And then Victoria... And Albert. So where did Albert come from? And where did Victoria come from? They were from? cousins. So is Albert from... No, so they it were cousins. Victoria, but it was Queen Victoria, wasn't it? Victoria, yeah. He wasn't so a king. where's her line from? Queen Victoria? Yeah, because she's from Charlotte. And then who's after Victoria? Do you the remember that they have two parents though, right? So yeah. it won't just be from Charlotte, it'll be from her dad as well. I'd like to know who the And that's why was. it asks the question, mm. who was the royal because because charlotte wasn't an english royal she was no, married to him so yeah. he, it would be through his line not hers yeah but she was still he's a british he would have been the english and she was from elsewhere a bit yeah like megan and but the, harry the so yeah so if you look at megan and harry you don't look at megan's lineage mm. of royalty you look at harry's yeah so you follow that line back we do get to queen charlotte and king george but we're not looking at Queen Charlotte's line, we were looking at King George's line because he is the English or yeah. British royal. Mm. So you've got to follow that back until you get to whichever person decided to... It was, Ill- it was an illegitimate child, but it was right. it was through marriage how that person managed to stay on the throne. Okay, because with George and Charlotte, they would have had Victoria. So it has to have come after her. No, Victoria was their grandchild. Oh, so, but she was still a queen, wasn't she? Victoria. Anyways, <laughs> guys, I, th- I think I think she was still my mum is a bit confused. We'll we'll we will draw it out, and I'll <laughs> I'll show you what I mean. But she was still a queen, regardless, because she was an African yeah. queen, or not an African queen. She was. Um, I'm saying Queen Victoria was still a queen. Yes, because of her dad. Yeah, and her dad's dad. Oh, yeah, there's yes. one in between that. There's one so, in between. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So her granddad is day. King George III, who was yes. married to... Here you go, guys, a bit of a history lesson here. <laughs> who was married to Queen Charlotte. Yes. Because Charlotte is her grandmother. That's two times removed. Love. <laughs> Everybody get confused. All right, beautiful people, we're still discussing tonight... Do relationships, are they always 50-50? So no. that is the next question. We're going to look at that in a minute. Okay. Um, but we're going to just take a very short... Sabbat- we listen to the sounds there of the SOS band. As well as uh, Darnell, the therapist. Mr. Fix-It. And Nigel. That's on, on a Saturday and Sunday. Check the schedule, guys, and catch... Uh, find out when all of the DJs are playing. You will not be dissatisfied. Plenty, plenty of great, great DJs <coughs> on the All Flavours DJ, All Flavours radio platform. Lily. So, um, we have about, oh, just under 20 minutes left. Time goes so quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. And we've been speaking about... Uh, do is it 50-50 in a relationship and this was in um, line to Steve Harvey yeah right and yeah. He, he he made the point that no 
And a lot of people have made the point, actually, that it's a woman does a hell of a lot more than what a man has to give. See, that's not what he... Well, that's not what Steve Harvey was saying, actually. What did he say? He said it's... I'm not loud. Um, oh, gosh, sorry. <laughs> he said it's 85.15. Exactly, a hell of a lot more. But I thought that was the man to the woman. <laughs> no, it was a woman. It was a woman to the man. Because he says she'll cook, she'll clean, she'll do all that stuff. And the man does... He does a lot... But not as much as what women will do. But it can never be 50-50 in a relationship. It can never be 50-50. Why? Because you've got to give 100% of yourself. You don't give half of yourself, do you? No, but I don't think... You always come with these next... <laughs> it's true. I don't think he meant it in that sense, that you don't give 100%. But I think he was saying in the sense that... Um, and it's actually funny, I've got someone else. He was saying in the sense that um, it's what you do for the other person. Mm. So do you give 50% and that person gives 50% and or do you, does she give more, do you give more in that sense? I don't think it was what you give of yourself. But surely it must do to have to do with giving of yourself. Like um, someone here said, I'm going to find the person that said it. It's 80-20, the 80-20 of all. But that's something totally different, right? The 80-20 rule. Have you heard of that? So like they say, oh, a woman, if you get a good woman, she'll be 80. But a lot of men go out looking for other women. And they get 20. Then they get 20%. Yeah. That's the 80-20 rule. Yeah. Um, However, Cal highlighted... That it's 80 to 100. So relationships can never be 50-50. Very difficult as life continues and changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. So explain how it's 80 to 100. That doesn't make... Well, Steve Harvey said it was 85 to 15. Yeah, but you can put 85 and 15 together and make 100%. So how is it 80 to 100? So maybe it's 80% out of 100. Mm. But is that the woman or the man? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. I do feel like it depends on the season, the the time. I think everyone at some point gives less than the other person. I do agree with that. I don't think you consistently give 50 and 50 and 60 and 40 and 70. I don't think it's consistently like that. But I do Mm. think there's periods of time and seasons in your relationship where you might be the one giving 70% and you're getting back 30 and then the next season comes and you're giving 40 and that person's giving 60. Mm. So I think it's a a bit of give and take. But I feel like if you're the person that feels you're getting the short end of the stick, so to speak, then you need to speak up about it. That's true. Well, Jenna says women naturally do more. Yeah, so they do. The doing, the doing more, but it's giving of oneself um, 50-50. Is that the question that we're asking? But I, I also would kind of change that question because there's certain things that you just do because as a female, that's what you do. You tend to be the one that cooks more, that does more of the cleaning because mm-hmm. you like how you do it. And I know today is everything you do is right day, but <laughs> every other day, <laughs> let's be fair, he doesn't wash the dishes the way you like him washing the dishes and then he don't never do the sides. 
Do you know what I mean? So it's that kind of thing. That's why a woman will tend to do more because he's put his effort in and done what you've asked him to do because you asked him to wash the dishes. That's what he did. And then you've gone in and put that little bit extra, but that's because that's your standard. Yeah, yeah. So we will always tend to do more. And even when it comes to the children, the man can't breastfeed, can he? So you're going to end up doing more if that's the type of woman that you are. But is that in the relationship? You're talking about all the external things that come with it. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying is the question different. Yeah, because it must be sort of giving, is it love? I don't don't know what they were... um, pertaining to to be very fair mm. but 50 50 i personally think you've got to come in 100 percent and 100 percent. so it's 200 no percent in the relationship no. yes you can't give half of yourself yeah, you, know, you know be realistic <laughs> you can't give half oh, of yourself that, you know that it doesn't work like that yeah, every I day do. do you give 100 percent? no mm. every week do you give 100 percent of yourself no because half the time you're not in the house of that other person. And then when you are together with that person, you may just want to not be around anybody. So you're not giving 100% of yourself. <laughs> but it's better to, to look at it that way than giving half of yourself. And that's how I see it. That's my opinion, guys. Um, disclaimer again. That is not, it's always opinion. It, it don't mean nothing really, does it? But it's how, how we live with each other. That makes it worthwhile. Lily, what, what have I'm you, so what's sorry. sweet you? Thank you, DiCarlo, for that picture. <laughs> we will be putting that on the website. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is just in response to where the German side of the family came. Um, Dwayne sent an answer through and he said, mm. King George changed the family name to Windsor during the war with, with Germany to separate themselves from the Germans. Um, the family's name was Gottberg or something like that. So they actually changed their name during war. To Windsor. To Windsor. Right. So, I mean, how did that affect them in that sense? Because they were German. Yeah, but that's why they changed their name. So they wouldn't be affiliated with... Um, the Germans. The Germans. But, but they are German. They are German. And then that point being... Oh, we keep on jumping from point to point here. But yeah. that point being made... When you actually look back up the family tree, yeah, they do not put surnames on the family tree, so you cannot see. You just don't know where that comes from. I mean, you've got Philip II of Spain, but there's no one of one of Germany on here. It could have come later, and Charlotte from from Portugal not on here. She's not there because she's not the royal. It's her husband. George okay, so George you're III. just looking at the actual royal line, the yeah. blue line, as the, it were. Yeah. Okay, but not the, the spouses. Or... Philippa of Clarence is on here. Yeah, she will be. So, so that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. So she was a queen. And Edward of Wales mm. was another, the Black Prince. Oh, so it was Edward that was. It wasn't Charles. Is Charles on there? Uh, Philippa. The Black Boy. Unless he had another name. But beautiful people, we've come very, very close to the end of the, the evening. And we thank you so much for your time to take the time out to choose all flavours. And so give you guys yourselves a really big, big round of applause. Thank you so much for your continued support on the station. Do check out uh, the schedule. Like I say, tomorrow night we have Charlie Muir as well as uh, Darnell, the therapist. Uh, Very, very good stuff going on there. So check those guys out. Going to give a big high five to 
Mark Philogene as well as DJ Slim <coughs> yesterday. Good stuff. And the DJs all over the start end on Saturday and Sunday doing some amazing things always. So big, big up you guys. Just doing a fantastic job uh, with On All Flavours. But do remember as well, if you're a budding presenter, if you're a budding artist, if you're a budding DJ, that we are looking for DJs. So Again, give us a shout on the website, allflavoursradio.com. And if you're up for it, I'm sure George will um, look into what you, you um, would like to bring to the table. And yeah, definitely, he will we'll definitely be up for um, welcoming new DJs on the show. Yes, Lily, we're looking for the 10x rule, aren't we? So we are. Yeah. Sorry, Ken John just said, if they're not, if not given 100, then they're holding back. There you go. That's a good point. Yeah, 100%. 50% is just only half. We want to give a lot more. Well, she's giving me side eyes here, guys. <laughs> giving you side eyes. <laughs> she's me like the side eye, the look. I'm just being realistic. <laughs> like, I love my husband. Oh, I just love my husband. But I do not give 100% every day. Yeah, but it's most of the time impossible. you would, though. You bring 100% to the relationship, Yeah, right? most of the time. But yeah. there are times when I'm just... So it's not about 50-50. I think it's more about that. And yeah, you do have your off days and a woman will do more Mm. than a man will do because it's just in her makeup to do more. Mm. Uh, You know, but if you're not both fully invested, Mm. then, you know, no one brings 50-50. And that is my point of view Mm. on the matter. What does um, Grant Cardone say? Well, Grant Cardone says focus on opportunity. Mm. So we will have an opportunity to give 100%. (laughs) I love trying to relate these. So, um, Grant Cardone, we've been going through his The 10X Rule, a very, very good book telling you that if you want to do anything in life, you always 10X it. You always go, if you want to make £100 a a week, you say, nope, I'm going to make 10 times £100 every week, and then you make your £100. Um, So, focus on opportunities, the third point he he, um, makes. And he says, successful people see all situations even problems and complaints as opportunities where others see difficulty successful individuals know that problems solved that the problems solved equal new products services customers and probably financial success remember success is overcoming a challenge mm, it was very challenging tonight that whole royal family business I find it quite fun, to be fair. Do you? I love history. I, I really do. do. I, do. I really do. And we looked at that black history, the the young, was it a Relu? Relu? Relu. Uh, who was the the refiner. He he found waves in refining sugar. Yeah. Yeah. As well as it being national, everything you do is right day. So regardless of whether we felt that we'd, I wasn't on top of the conversation or anything tonight, I was right. <laughs> he was right. 100 100 <laughs> as well as you Alicia everything you said was right too because it is national is all right, everything you do is right yep. so that's really amazing isn't it so after me following me um, sh- will be will be <laughs> Shows how much I love Black Lotus. Yeah, Black Lotus in the house. They just stepped in. High five, guys, with the EP coming out on Sunday. Guys, do go check out Black Lotus on iTunes, Black Lotus on YouTube. And yeah, tap in and grab a copy for yourself. You will not be disappointed. 
Yeah, so I guess that's it. That's a, that's it for tonight. Joining after me will be DJ Laro from 8 till 10, as well as Mark Philogene from 10 till 12. We do hope you've enjoyed the, uh, enjoyed the show tonight. And you can catch us every single Tuesday here for the Let's Talk Drive Time show from 6 till 8. I am Wimbo77. And I'm Naturally Lily. You can catch us on Instagram at those hashtags. And all we've got left to say right now is we will see, see y'all on, on the, the other, other side. side. Take Good care. Night. Oh, 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 oh,